Hello everyone, welcome to the Arsenal Way and yes, we are back at you with your daily Arsenal Agenda show, your daily show from 10am Monday to Friday and we've got Uma back from holiday, Uma from a little four-day hiatus, how are you Uma? Yeah, I'm good man, it was good to recharge the batteries, forget about football, forget about transfer rumours but we're back in it so yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, right back into the deep end Uma and uh, you're coming back into the show and we're going to start off as well talking about transfers and there's a player we've been linked to who was absolutely sensational in his World Cup team qualifier last night for Ukraine. Alexander Sinchenko was absolutely marvellous against Scotland as Ukraine came out 3-1 winners. Uma, did you watch the game and just what was your thoughts on Sinchenko's performance? Oh, he ran the game. Honestly, he, he was fantastic from the first minute. He basically controlled the whole tempo um, of Ukraine's performance in the middle of the park. And Scotland couldn't get anywhere near him. The likes of John McGinn, um, Billy Gilmore, Conor McGregor, they, they struggled. And it showed what Zinchenko can do in, in, in a midfield position. And obviously, he's not had the opportunities in a Manchester City shirt because you look at Manchester City's options. In the middle of the park, the likes of Rodri, Gundogan, Kevin De Bruyne. So it's always going to be difficult to get an opportunity to be a midfield star for a champions, for a team who are competing in the Champions League. But I think he's a very talented player there and he's got the versatility, I think, which is why we should be going for a player like that. We've got the other option in Arahiki. Obviously, he played yesterday. I think he struggled a bit, but for... To be fair, most of the Scottish players struggled against Ukraine. I just thought Ukraine were just just a better team, a better a better a better opponent. And I think, in terms of Zinchenko's performance, I thought he was fantastic. In terms of his passing, I think towards the end that pass he played in for the third goal, it was just it was beautiful. And then a few minutes earlier, that mazy run he went on, and I was thinking, wow. And I think a player like that, it will be suited. I'm not saying we should just get. Zinchenko alone as a midfield option, but someone who say if Manchester City want to sell him for twenty-five million pounds or so, I think it will be a good, good option because, like you said, Kieran Tini's injuries, he, he he picks up knocks, he picks up injuries, and we can't rely on him too often of the time. But Zinchenko, he doesn't get injured often. He's versatile. He can come in even though he's out of the team most weeks. He can always come in when he's called upon and he always performs. He always gives you a 7, 8 out of 10. But yesterday was a 10 out of 10 performance. So I was impressed. It was a 10 out of 10 performance indeed. And good morning to everyone in the comments section. Stevie Liam, good morning to you. Abu, good morning to you. Lynn, good morning to you. And Uma, yesterday Sinchenko played in the midfield and he performed. Yeah. Is that a position where he could potentially take over rather than a left back? Because we're talking about him being a left back, but... Is it a midfielder where he can really, really excel? I think so. Honestly, I think so. Because I think a few, few, few seasons ago, he played in the Champions League. And I think it was, it was against Paris Saint-Germain. And he made a cameo. And he played, he came on and he played in the middle of the park. And he was at home. And for Ukraine, more often than not, he plays in midfield. And he can show his capabilities there. And he is a very talented player. Especially... With, with the way he can create chances, I think his footwork is very good as well, but he's got that passing ability. And I think there's another level that he can increase. So if he was to play, say, come into Arsenal and play week in, week out, but also alternate with other midfielders, I think we can see an even better Zinchenko. Because I think right now, 
he's essentially a utility man for Manchester City. If there's an injury, if there's an opportunity to give someone a rest, say Cancelo, say whoever, I think Pep Guardiola likes him because he can trust him. But I think Zinchenko doesn't want to be that now. I think he's experienced it. He's experienced playing at the top level and he wants to be playing week in, week out. So I know he was playing against Scotland. I know Scotland are not the best of opponents to be judging him on. But I still think there's a very good player in there. And I think there's another level that he can go. And if Pep Guardiola Manchester City say to Arsenal, you can take him for 20 to 25 million pounds, I think it's a bargain. And I think it's something that Arsenal should be pondering. So would you ever sign him then, Aaron Hickey? You can't, you can't be giving those <laughs> solutions to me. But honestly, yes. Yes, because um, Premier League proven, played at the highest level in the Champions League. He's played at the, in, in important games for Manchester City. And I think there's another level that Zinchenko can go. I think there's more to come from him. And he's just got that know-how of big moments, big games. And how how old is he? He's, he's, he's young as well. 25, 25. He's, and that's, that's it's a baby. He's a baby, to be honest. But he's playing so many experienced matches for his national team and for his club. So if, if someone says to me, Aaron Hickey and Zinchenko for £25 million, who am I going to choose? Zinchenko all day. Yeah, Peter seems to agree with you. As he says, genius Sinchenko, left back and six and an eight. A 10 can play everywhere, get him already. Lin says he makes it look so easy and he would help Gabriel Jesus. Sinchenko can read the game well and he would be good with Martin Erdegaard. We shall see if that transfer does happen again. It's a transfer for me that it doesn't excite me, but I feel like it is a transfer that will be good for Arsenal. I think it will benefit Arsenal. But again, I am worried about signing another team's not reject rejects or B players, but another team player who doesn't start for one of the Premier League teams, I think it does show that we're a level below. I'd rather sign a player who can challenge rather than be a backup. But again, Sinchenko has been crucial for Manchester City, so we shall see if a deal does happen. Now, let's continue moving on to the next topic, Umar, and it's another transfer rumor. Now, this transfer is, for me, the absolute dream transfer, I must say. Now, the Mirror are reporting that Arsenal have registered interest in Frankie de Jong from Barcelona. This comes after reports that Barcelona had started initial contacts with the Dutchman and it looks like he could be on the move in the summer. Uma, should Arsenal go all out for Frankie de Jong? Yeah, of course. If there's an opportunity and if an opportunity arises that there's a possibility that we can bring Frankie in 100% because I think he will just take our midfield to the next level because that's he's amazing and he is the type of profile that is Champions League quality. I know there's been links to Yuri Tillemans, Hussein Moir, a whole host of names, Ruben Neves, but Frankie De Jong is just next level. And he is that player that can just just make our midfield a whole different dimension. But I don't think it's realistic, if I'm honest. Um, I think it's a move, say, if you were to get Champions League football, I could have seen it happening, to be honest, because you see similarities to Barcelona, Arsenal, Ajax, the similar teams. And in the past, Frankie De Jong has spoken highly of Arsenal. So on paper, if you go into the Champions League, it could have been a move which was possible. But I think he's come out and he said that he wants to stay at Barcelona. He doesn't really want to go to Manchester United, which is says a lot, to be honest, to where Manchester United are at the moment, that he has no interest in joining them. So, 
I think if if we go into the Champions League, I think we would be targeting those sorts of players because those sorts of players would just take Arsenal just just a notch up to where we want to be. But I think because we've got Europa League football, I think the likes of Yuri Tillemans, Ruben Neves, Fabian Ruiz, these are the types of profiles that Arsenal will be targeting. But we can dream. I think this is what the transfer window allows us to do as fans. So if 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 there's an opportunity there and if I can dream for a bit, I'm going to do that. Absolutely. Likewise, likewise. And guys, make sure to leave your co- your questions in the comment section because we will be coming to, to uh, we'll be answering them towards the end of the show. And I'm with you, Ima. I think Dion would be the perfect signing, but I do think it's slightly unrealistic. He has said in the past that Ajax, Barcelona and Arsenal, that's the route he does want to take. But with Arsenal not playing in the Champions League, that does make things awkward. Also, we're going to have to spend a lot for Diogo. Are we going to be able to spend, mm. let's say, upwards of 50 million and then bring in like a Gabriel Jesus or Victor Osimhen? I don't know if we'll be able to do both. So I think that'll be an awkward transfer there. But if it, if it, if there is a deal possible, Arsenal should be going all out to, to get it done because he would transform Arsenal to field. Umar, can you imagine Frankie De Jong and Thomas Partey in the same midfield? Yeah, about Champions League football. I'll be thinking about the Premier League. <laughs> That's how good that midfield would be. But again, it's a dream. So, But dreams do happen, so you never know. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Let's see. Funny things have happened in the transfer window. Ozil, 2013-14 season. Maybe we can repeat that magnificent midfield transfer. But we shall see. Now, let's move on to the final topic of the show, Umar. And, uh, it's about Noah Lang. Now, Noah Lang is a player who has been linked to Arsenal. He started at Ajax, moved to Club Bruges. He reportedly moved to Club Bruges because of his attitude issues and Ten Hag didn't like him at the club. Now he's set to leave Club Bruges. He's come out with some interesting comments, to say the least, that Belgian football will miss him. He is the voice of Belgian football. He has lit up Belgian football and another club will be lucky to have him. Umar, this is not the type of attitude that Arteta will want in his dressing room, is it? No, I, I, I don't think um, it's, it's, it's an opportunity that will happen. I don't think it's a move that will materialise, if I'm honest. I think few 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 months ago, every week, there was just talk of Noah Lang to Arsenal, Noah Lang to Arsenal. Even on these streams, we kept talking about Noah Lang. But mm-hmm. I think right now, the, the stage that Arsenal are at in terms of their project, I think they're at the, at the time and at the moment where they need to buy a killer. They need to buy someone who's ruthless, someone who's in the peak of their career, but someone who can get 15 to 20 Premier League goals. And I don't think Noah Lang is in that development at the moment. I think he's a flamboyant player. He he will, if you were going to watch him at the Emirates, he would love to put those party tricks, the skills, the talent. But I don't think Mikel Arteta, in terms of you speak about his attitude, Eric Ten Hag has, has voiced his frustration in the past. So he's come out as well that Arsenal were linked with him in January and the move didn't materialise because it was too late in the window. But again, I just think it's him making up scenarios in his head because <laughs> I, 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 just, I just can't see it happening, if I'm honest. Because... I think the type of wingers, wide fours that we need to target are the ones that can take us to Champions League football, that can take us to Premier League titles. The likes of Serge Gnabry, um, uh, Rafael Liao, um, Moussa Diaby, the players like these. So I just I just think that when you compare the wide forwards in Europe, 
I think Noah Lang is just someone who has the potential, but someone who I don't think would make such an impact at Arsenal when you look at the wide forwards that we can potentially target. So I know he may want to join Arsenal because we're a big club, but I have no interest in seeing him in red and white. Yeah, absolutely. It looks like he is on his way to Milan as well. But aside from his quality performances, his attitude just seems to stink. And I don't think Arteta will like that at all. And yeah, I don't think he has a star power. He hasn't shown enough. He hasn't shown enough to to really prove that he'll come to Arsenal and, and light up the, the Emirates stadium like he claims he would do. And plus, I do think his agent talk about, he's mentioned how Arsenal were close yeah. to signing him, of course, because we know AC Milan are, are lurking for his signature. But we shall see. We shall see what happens there. Let's touch into the guys' questions now. Uh, Umar Peter asks, would any top six team in the Prem sign Enketa if he was available for a free transfer? Let's show ambition and move him, move him on. Who who would you classify as the top six teams in the Premier League? Let's go Manchester City. Yeah. Man United. Yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. Spurs. Yeah. Chelsea. Yeah. And oh, it's, it's difficult. It's difficult because with Arsenal, he's not playing as a first choice striker. We need to we need to remember that. If he was saying if he was going to sign a contract, Amikatea came out and said, "Eddie stays. He's going to be leading the line next season." Then you can criticize, you can start making up scenarios in your head. But he's not going to be that. We're looking for a striker, whether that's Victor Oziman, whether that's Gabriel Jesus. And if you look at the backup options of the top six teams in terms of the striking department, who has better? in terms of not that many in terms of um, obviously Harry Kane plays up front but then Heung-Min Song is a wide forward Chelsea Romelu Lukaku hasn't really fired since he's come in and then they have their own striking worries Manchester United have an agent Cristiano Ronaldo but then who's their backup options Marcus Rashford he's not really set the world on fire this season and then who, who, which Manchester City obviously this summer they've spent a lot of money Erling Haaland and Alvarez, so you could say that. But even Liverpool, they they got problems now. Origi's leaving, Sadio Mane set to depart. You don't know what's going to happen with Mohamed Salah. So if if an opportunity arises this summer and Eddie and Ketia was on a free, I, I, I wouldn't be I wouldn't have been surprised if say Chelsea and Liverpool looked for him, because I think if if Jurgen Klopp if he saw an opportunity because Origi's gone and he saw an opportunity for Eddie and Katie as a backup striker, as a person who could come off the bench and be be a good option for Liverpool, I think most of these teams will take him. So I think we need to stop saying, oh, Eddie and Katie is not that good. Eddie and, Eddie and Katie uh, is not the striker to lead the line for Arsenal. He's going to be a person who's going to be alternating with the striking position. We're going to be getting a first-row striker this summer, so let's not worry. And Eddie and Kitty are, for an alternate option, I think he's good enough, to be honest. So um, I don't want to see him move on if he's going to sign a contract. So keep him, because I think I think he's a, he's a good player. Yeah, big words from Umada. Yeah, I don't, I'd say no. I don't think any club would take him. Any yeah. top club would take him. But again, due to Arsenal's striking situation, we do need to keep him. I don't think we can afford to sign two strikers. But if we did have, let's say... Let's say Orba was still at the club and he didn't have attitude issues. I'd still keep Orba and another striker rather than yeah. another striker. We need to remember we've got Balogun also to come back soon as well. So 
But yeah, no, I'm with you on that, Uma. I'm with you, Adam, on that. I think we do need to keep Enketa. I think it is important. But guys, we are going to end the show there as we have run out of time. Mate, Uma, as always, before I go, I must thank you for jumping on. Thank you, Uma. <coughs> thank you, thank you. We've got a stream as well this afternoon. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be discussing um, possible wide forwards that Arsenal can buy this summer. So it should be interesting viewing. Absolutely. Tune in for that, guys. I think me and Uma could have different selections yeah. there because it is a broad broad it's a broad options we have available for us so guys make sure you tune into that make sure you hit the like button and comment as well do you would you want sinchenko to sign for the club or not also make sure you subscribe and most importantly make sure you keep following us down the arsenal way